Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Line up for some questions. Uh, you guys know the routine by now. Um, let's keep the uh, questions short. No statements, please. Um, and students uh, get the preference. Two lines here. And also, if you've never asked a question before at one of these events, you guys can cut in line because we have some people that have questions month after month. That's okay. So if you've never asked a question before, and as they line up, Victor, uh, can you just tell how people can support you and get behind you, your website, and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, next time we go, just hop on the plane with us. Uh, we'll issue you an AK once you arrive and a med pack. I'm joking. But I will say this. We've had some super spiritual people in America go, I saw a picture of you holding a kid and an AK. What kind of missionary are you? I go, well, probably not a great one. But why don't you come on over and show me how you'll do it? Because I've had them shoot at us. I've had my children at our home in Iraq where we had to hide for three days because they were coming after us. And I go, I've seen it where we were in a bad spot. And although I believe in prayer, I believe in practical means of God, what should we do here? From up armored vehicles to weapons. I I just got to say this real quick. My wife is an intercessor prayer. We were praying because it was bad one time, like really exciting, bad. Like, we may be going to heaven. So it's, it's exciting, but it's bad. Uh, and I, I go, Lord, please send, send legions of angels right now. We need, send a battalion, God, right now. And I'm just, God, bring them. And my wife, it's her daughter, she goes, Lord, could you just send that one angel that killed all those Syrians in the Old Testament, these He's like a veteran, and he's really good at killing a lot. We just need one. And I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah, Lord, what she said, the one, the, the one specially trained Delta Angel. We'll take that one. So we do pray, but we prepare. I love it. All right, we'll start with a question here, and then we'll go to the other side. Uh, yeah, this will be, I guess, for both of you. But um, I was curious, both of your perspectives about how you deal with like hate and anger. Um, you know, you spoke about the hate you had for your stepdad. Um, and I guess how you deal that, not just with an instant in the past, but also with something that's ongoing. And then also, uh, for you, you know, I'm sure you have enemies that are trying to take you down on a Zero regular basis. Enemies, actually. Yeah. And so how do you not let resentment build or hate build? Um, and, keep forgiveness at the front. And I just was curious on your guys' lessons that you've learned on that topic. Um, yeah, look, I, I struggle with it. I'll be honest. Look, there's, uh, if you uh, listen to my podcast or my radio show, there's this kind of tension where I just kind of have to stop and there's this kind of like six seconds of silence. And I just kind of look around and uh, then I just kind of move on from the topic because I might be talking. I mean, look, I'll be very honest. I, it's hard not to have resentment when someone is intentionally destroying your country. I'll be very honest. It's very difficult. I struggle with it. I pray for peace with that. And it's hard. It's an injustice. Um, it's hard when I see what's happening. And, um, and I'm not even talking about the attacks towards me. I mean, that's fine. But I'm just talking about when I see 
and injustice and people get away with it, right? When I see all of a sudden, you know, there is, whether it be Dinesh D'Souza's upcoming movie, which you should all see, by the way, 2,000 Mules, which is just going to be eye-opening. Um, and I see people that are trafficking ballots in these states and they act as if they can get away with it. It angers me. It really does. Um, and only the peace of Jesus Christ is able to bring me to some place where I don't lose my mind. I mean that. Um, and I say this to people all the time that are conservatives. I say, if you are not a Christian, okay, that's your decision. I think it's the wrong decision. I don't think you'll last in this space. I don't. If you do not have the peace, peace of Jesus Christ, you will not last in this political space because you will be lied about, you'll be torn down, you'll be leaked on, you'll be conspired against, and you will not have any sort of prism to be able to make sense of what's happening in the world. For me, there's an eternal game at play here. And I know how it ends. We go to heaven, Satan gets thrown into the pit of hell. Lake of fire. Okay, that's, that's a good ending, right? I can work backwards from that, right? And so everything, that, that, but I'll, I'll be honest, from a personal perspective, it takes a lot of prayer. And there are times when I think I'm unfairly maligned or criticized or attacked. And it, it's, it's not easy, but it takes practice. It takes work. It really does. Um, and it also, it helps to have a good group, like Victor's a really good friend and becoming an even better friend. And we were just like friends the first time we met. That's just kind of how we were. It was like hand in glove. It was amazing. Um, that's an important thing too. When you have 10 or 12 really good people around you, maybe less, four or five, what happens outside of that circle matters less and less. It, it really does. Victor? That's good. Uh, it's, it's a two-part question. The, the first thing that helped me is, is the scripture that said, be angry, but don't sin. I didn't want to discount the emotion of anger because I think not enough Christians get angry at what is wrong. Amen. And, uh, but that part about, you know, don't sin. If you're an angry Christian, then you got to repent. Your heart's getting hard. And, you know, when we help kids and girls, we've helped over 43,000 women and children in Iraq and Syria. And, uh, yeah, praise the Lord. It's when you hear them or you hold them and they say, please kill ISIS. Um, it's easy to, to move toward becoming hardened and anger can turn into bitterness. And there have been times where I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm starting to shift where it's, it's more about the killing than the healing. And we've made decisions that made bad people go away and it was righteous in our decisions, but you have to guard your heart and go, Lord, please. And listen to the Holy Spirit. The other one from my past, my childhood, when I tell people the best weapon I've ever used in my life is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the, and, and this is the story I'll, I'll tell you guys. My stepfather who abused me horribly when I was actually working for Focus on the Family, Dr. Dobson, I was traveling and speaking on his behalf and I went through a little town and it was a town where I had suffered abuse by his hand. And that man, my stepfather, had been arrested, put in prison, and he got out. And the Lord told me, go find him. I thought, man, Lord, not that. He said, you need to find him and forgive him. And guys, 
I trusted God to forgive this man. And forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt someone back for hurting you. It doesn't mean there's not justice. It doesn't mean reconciliation. But you're giving up your right. And I was with that man in the hospital when he was dying. I actually took him to the hospital. And I said, can I? I said, you're dying and you're going to go to hell. Is that, see why I wasn't great? sensitive counselor and uh and he i said do you mind if i read scripture to you and uh i learned i'd rather be a kind christian than a nice one and i i said uh he said go ahead if you want to i read scripture every day to him about the cross and how jesus would forgive him and the last day i would ever see him again i walked in and the night before, about 4 o'clock, my wife and I got out of bed, and I started actually crying that God would save him. And I knew my heart was clear. I walked in there, and he looks at me, and he looks at this nurse. It was a new nurse, and he goes, nurse, that's my son. He goes, I'm proud of him. He goes, he kind of like became a preacher. I said, that's true. It's kind of. And this is what he said. He's been worried about my eternity, but he doesn't have to worry anymore. I made it right with God last night. And I knew at that point I'd forgiven him. My heart felt softer. The nurse walks out of the room and then I just said, Lord, what do you want me to tell this man? And guess what God told me? My last words to him. He said, Tell him you love him. And I said, Dad, I love you. And he turned and he looked at me in the first time in my life ever. He goes, boy, I love you too. And I knew I was done. So I took a pillow. And then I... <laughs> I Arizona, baby, it's rough in here in Phoenix. Jeez, I, I lifted his neck up and put it behind it to support him. It was a Mike Lindell pillow. Don't worry. It was Mike Lindell's pillow. He got set free, but I did. And Satan doesn't have a place in my heart because of anger. I'm set free. God bless you. Next question. Hi, guys. Um, I'm a 16-year-old girl who wakes up in the morning and stalks Poplitics and Turning Points Instagram. I came across something really demonic this morning. Um, In California, they introduced a bill, AB2223, and it allows mothers to kill their babies up to seven days after birth. That's right. And this made me really emotional. Is there something we can do to fight this? It's it's horrible. Yeah, so that's correct. Um, So you're seeing a lot of activity happen here. And Victor, I want you to comment on the spiritual aspect of that, too, in a sec. Um, Colorado passed a similar bill where they are now allowing abortion all throughout uh, the pregnancy, but that's not enough. You see, now they have to allow abortion after the pregnancy, up to seven days after, which of course is infanticide, uh, which is murder. We've said that is what abortion is the entire time. Read the bill for yourself, by the way, if you don't believe us. Uh, It's AB24 something, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. It's Assembly Bill. Uh, AB2223. That wasn't that far off. It's murder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, And it has passed the committee, um, and it will go to a House vote, a Senate vote, and then to the governor's signature. 
yeah, we got to let our voice be heard. I think it's an opportunity to educate people uh, on what's really happening. I wish I was surprised. I, I, I'm not. Nothing surprises me. It's a culture of death. And read the bill yourself. It would allow uh, doctors to fully execute a child up to seven days afterwards um, if they so choose. Um, they say, of course, only medical professionals, they say, if that would, if that would be there. Very little to no nuance whatsoever. It is infanticide. But let's, let's think about it, though. They're being consistent. They are. You've got to hand it to them. They're being consistent. If you can murder a child at six weeks, why not six days after? Right? I mean, they're being consistent. They're, they're running the whole thing. I know that sounds really weird for me to say that, but that is completely philosophically consistent with their position. And I want to say, look, I'm glad you're pointing it out. Every decent person in California, and there's a lot of decent people left in California. There's a lot of great pastors in California. Rob McCoy and Jack Hibbs, just to name a few, and we've heard them talk here, are going to be speaking out against this. I pray that this bill will be defeated. Um, I, don't, I can't even imagine that every left-winger will be in support of this. But, you know, this is, um, it, it's really, I'll say one final thing. We always were talking about how awful post, um, like late-term abortion is. Now they're talking about post-birth abortion. And when, when the moral compass starts to slide, who's to say that's wrong? It's just your opinion that it's wrong. If there is no God, right and wrong is merely an opinion. And it's playing right now in, a, in California abortion law. What you're talking about is the manifestation of evil right before us. It's so important for people to remember Satan loves to kill children. He's been doing it for a long time. From burning babies in the hands of this idol Moloch to remember Moses, Jesus, babies being slaughtered. And I think that there's a strong demonic assignment to kill children. And most people follow out of emotion, but not realistically. And I'll tell you why I know. I can make a post. Last week we reached, I think, 39 million people. And I can make a post that says something pro-life and, you know, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't stand up for unborn children because I'm saving lives, right? And people would just rage against me. And I read some of the comments. I go, this, is, this person is demonically inspired. But I posted a video of a kid we, we couldn't save. A little baby. ISIS killed their parents and left them next to a garbage can. This tiny child in a diaper flies on it. You watch this video and you're sickened at the thought of this baby being dead. And then you see its legs move. And you realize it's not dead yet. And the number one thing people ask me, were you able to save the child? And I go, no. By the time we got the video, that baby was left there to die. And that's what they're doing right now. We have to be able to know the reality, not just the head knowledge, but the reality to go, you're murdering a child. And can I say one more thing on the abortion issue? Uh, if you understand the left, 
it makes a lot of sense why they're so passionate about it. They, they really want to use scientific industry and scientific advancement to try to create themselves close to God as possible. And nothing makes you closer to a God than the ability to take life. Nothing. That, that, that to them is the ability to try to have dominion, and that's what they use, that term, over others. And since they believe that there is no God, and if there was a God, it would be them, this is, this is one of the reasons why they're so focused on this issue. So thank you for your question. And I love your heart for the Lord. That's very sweet. Thank you. Next question. So I have a more philosophical two-part question, and this is mostly for Charlie, but Victor, you're welcome to answer it as well. Thank you. You just pointed out my IQ, <laughs> all 60 points of it, squeezing it. Charlie, take it. <laughs> so my question is related to the fact that right now it feels as though conservatives and people who are pro-liberty and just pro-life in general, we're being dictated to the terms by those in power and by the left. Yes. So, and they're defining the identities. So my question is, what does the word conservatism mean? And is it more than just a political ideology or is it something else? Okay, that's a good question. Yeah, so look, the best way I can describe conservative that I think is, without getting too deep into it, is a defense of the natural law, a moral right to self-government, the belief that rights come from God, not from government, um, and also conservatives believe that human beings are naturally flawed. And if you believe human beings are naturally flawed, then you're definitely going to want to make sure that when you have government, human beings don't have all, all the power in one place that there's a check and balance, that there is a separation of powers, if you will. Um, conservatives also believe um, in an unchanging principles of human nature. It's a very important thing, where we do not believe that human nature changes as time goes on. So this is why the Constitution is the greatest political document ever written and is a conservative document in nature, in essence, because in Federalist 51, James Madison writes, and he's explaining the Constitution, he says... An observation of human nature will tell you that if all men were angels, no government would be necessary. And if angels were to govern men, then this constitution would not be necessary. What he's saying is that we know human beings are flawed. So we as conservatives recognize that even though the constitution was written in 17, um, the late 7, 1787 and ratified in 1791, um, 1787 ratified 1791 Bill of Rights, that we recognize that just because times change, human beings do not. Conservatives believe that there are some things that should not change, hence the word conserve, that some things must stay the same. Liberals do not believe that. Leftists do not believe that. They believe things are constantly changing. This is why Woodrow Wilson was such a destructive president uh, in the 1915, 1916, 1917. He said, the founding fathers did not have to encounter the same challenges that we have to encounter. They're saying that today, aren't they? They're saying the founding fathers didn't have to go through the same thing of having Twitter or airlines. The principles stay the same. And so that's how I would define a conservative. And look, so our identity, first and foremost, needs to be in Christ, needs to be in our relationship with God. But then immediately after, if you're trying, like, well, what's my government philosophy? Well, if you believe in God, you believe in a natural law. And you believe in a law that doesn't change. It doesn't change whether or not you have airplanes or nuclear weapons. It doesn't change just because you have guns that can shoot faster. The question is, what are you dealing with? Human beings. Well, human beings are going to sin. They're going to fall. They're going to try to collectivize evil. 
And so a good thought experiment to do to a young person is what's the worst thing human beings can do? And they'll say murder or steal or rape. And, you know, that's not the the question is, no, no, no. The answer actually is the worst thing that someone can do is to mandate the murder to on, upon everybody. Not just doing it individually, but do it through government or through the state. So you must make sure that does not happen. So we conservatives come from a position that men have a moral right to be free, and we want to defend and preserve that, and that government gets in the way of that, or power centers get in the way of our inevitable human flourishing or prosperity. Does that help answer your question? Uh, yes. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks for being here tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 